episode number 218 of the Emotionally Equipped for Life podcast. Hi, this is Shira Gura. Welcome to my podcast. I am on a mission to get people emotionally equipped. I created three simple, practical, and step-by-step mindset tools to empower people in their lives and in their relationships. When you get emotionally equipped, you learn how to be in control of your emotions, how to get clarity on who you want to be moving forward, and how to feel confident that you can create whatever it is you want to see in your life. I'm the author of two books, Getting Unstuck and The Clear Way, which you can learn more about over on my website at shiragora.com. Thank you so much for choosing to be with me today. And now for today's episode. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you so much for joining me today. So today, I would like to share with you an interview. If you've been listening to this podcast recently, you will know that I launched a six-week course called the Emotionally Equipped Journey. And it's inside of this course that you can learn my tools in depth and learn how to start applying them in your life so that you can start to create the changes that you want to see in your life. And what I thought would be really nice and worthwhile would be to interview some of the participants so that you can hear not only their stories, but their experiences inside of the journey. And by doing so, my hope is that it may inspire you to join me on a future journey. So my intention is to be sharing with you one episode a month moving forward. So this is the first interview that I'm going to share with you. I interviewed Ayelet Kagan, who is 28 years old. In fact, she was the youngest person on the journey, and I believe she's the youngest person I've ever worked with, aside from my own children. I won't do any more of an introduction here, as Ayelet does introduce herself from the very beginning. So without further ado, here is my interview with Ayelet. Hi, Ayelet. I am so thrilled to interview you on the Emotionally Equipped for Life podcast. I want to thank you so much for being here. And the first place I'd like to begin, because my listeners don't know who you are, if you can share with the listeners just a little bit about who you are, where you live, anything about your life that you're willing to share. Yeah, of course. Good morning. Really happy to be here. My name is Ayanet Kagan Benishai. I live in Flensburg, which is a tiny city on the very northern edge of Germany. Um, I'm originally from Jerusalem, Israel, and I live here because I got a job as an opera singer. Um, Before that, I was training, uh, I was doing my master's degree as an opera singer in Munich. And um, during my studies still, I got this job offer. Um, So we moved our entire life to this town, (laughs) to the other side of Germany. Um, I married almost for two years with my lovely husband, Dan. Um, Yeah, so I'm an opera singer, and um, I think I'm much more than that. Um, That's part of my journey, I feel, to figure out who I am. So let's go to a couple of months ago, uh, you signed up to be a part of what I call the Emotionally Equipped Journey. It's a course that I created for people to to go through and learn my tools uh, and to start applying their life to the tools that I created or or use my tools with their life so that they can start creating um, changes that they want to see in their lives. 
and you signed up. And so I would love for you to hear, personally, I'd love to hear, but also if you can share, um, you know, where were you in that time of your life and why were you interested to sign up for this journey? Yeah. Well, I was actually in a very difficult place when um, I joined the journey. Um, I was still in Munich. It was before I got this job offer. Um, and it was during, I guess you would call it the second wave of lockdowns in Germany, where my studies were basically on hold. All the projects that I had as an opera singer were all canceled. I also had the experience in the summer of um, participating in a competition, which I was so sure I was going to win and I didn't. And um, that together with stopping, I stopped taking um, the medication that I was taking for against my depression because I wanted to see what it would be like just to be myself. So I started falling into a very deep depression. It was also winter. It was dark all the time. Um, I hadn't seen my family in over a year. It was difficult. Um, my voice wasn't working. I was just like, I was, I came to a place where I couldn't get out of bed. I was just like two weeks where I was like, I couldn't go to school. I couldn't do anything. Um, I couldn't sleep and yet I couldn't get out of bed. It was, um, horrible. Um, and I was just swimming in guilt. I was just like, how am I, why, why, why can't I get out of bed? What's wrong with me? And, um, I just have to accept that I am suffering from depression, which feels like a sickness. It feels like being sick. And my school was, they were very nice and they were like, sure, take all the time you need. Um, but I just felt like I'm just wasting my life. And I was seeing a therapist who sadly just couldn't, couldn't understand me. And I had the feeling like she was like, oh yeah, you got to love yourself and you got to do this and you got to do that. And I was like, I have no idea how to do that. I can't, I don't know how to do that. I'm sorry. And even before that, like I've seen many therapists and I had the feeling like they were telling me what I need to do and just couldn't tell me really how. And that really frustrated me. And then I remember I started listening to your podcast. Like I remembered you because I had been on one of your retreats years ago. Um, and I was like, oh, I wonder what what's up with Shira. And I was like, started listening to your podcast. And I felt I felt sort of like guilty that like you're like, yeah, you got to live deliberately. And I was like in this depression, I was like, but I can't like I have no idea who I am and what I'm doing. I don't know if I can be an opera singer anymore. I was just like so, so, so lost. Um, and then I, I I guess this is what like the point where I feel like God had something to do with all of this. Um that a, a good friend of mine was like, hey, so sh remember Shira, we were on her, we were on her retreat years ago. So she's doing this like web, uh, web, web conference about her webinar about her new journey thing. And I was like, oh, okay, let's check it out. Cause I was, I was, I was like, I need something. I need help. And I saw the webinar and it looked awesome. <laughs> Um, and I, I reached out to you and, um, what was amazing was that after like deciding to start this journey, I got the phone call that asked me if I want this job in the other side of Germany. And I was in a place where I was like, I can't sing. There are no more jobs. 
um, I'm just going to go back to Israel and never do this ever again. And then someone, and this never happens in the opera world. I didn't even have to audition. They handed me this job. They were like, we need someone to switch our soprano because she got pregnant and she can't work anymore. Can you come? Like, we saw your recordings. We like you. Please come. And I was like, what? <laughs> it was, it was amazing. It was like so crazy. And so we said, yes, we're doing this. And then I was at the same time, I was like, so should I still do this journey? And I said, yes, like, I feel like I am far away from being like healthy. The situation around me changed, which was amazing. But me, myself, I was still all over the place. And I think that's like such an important thing. Like the situation around you can change, but you have to change as well. Like it, you can't just expect the situation to change and just, and, and you stay the same. Like it's got to be balanced in that way. And so I started doing the journey and, and working with you personally, which I found to be like so much better than therapy, to be honest, like, because I feel like so not judged in any way. And the tools, the tools work, which is something that like blows your mind for me, at least, because in the beginning they don't work because you, you got to learn them and you got to learn how to use them and you got to be committed to using them. Because I think all of us, we live in a world where like, you know, you have a headache, you take a pill, it goes away. Like we're, we're just waiting for like instant health or instant. And I, I'm like that too. I'm like, I'm, I, I'm really plagued by this because whenever I try to heal myself because I'm not feeling well and it doesn't work immediately. I give up on it. And here I was like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to work on this and I'm going to make sure. And like when there's weeks where I don't use the tools because I'm super busy, because I'm tired, because I'm lazy, I don't feel as good. I really don't. <laughs> um, and so I was like, okay. And then in the beginning it was difficult. And then we moved to the other side of Germany and it was so dramatic. And then I had to live alone here in this tiny apartment in a city that I knew no one because my husband still had work in Munich. So I spent two months alone. And that was like the beautiful transformation of my journey because I started the journey being like, okay, so um, I want to focus on like my career. And even though I got this job, like I want to, at the end of this journey, figure out what else I want to do with my life. It was like very materialistic and through the journey and also with the help of Shira and, and your podcast, um, because there was a month where we were um, focusing on love and then there was a podcast about self-love. And I remember I was listening to the podcast and you, I, I forget like the exact sentence that you said, but um, it was like, you got it. Like you, you, you have to love yourself and you cannot expect from anyone else to love you. And I burst into tears and it was in this moment that I like, I felt so alone and it, it brought up like things that I'd been thinking about before, but just the realization that my entire life I've been doing things to get people to love me. And when I realized that when I sing people like look and they're like, wow, I was like, oh my God, I think subconsciously I was like, this is the way to get people to love me because as a child, like I was not popular ever and I was bullied a lot at school and we we lived in America and then we came back to Israel and like it was I just nobody I, I could just get love just for being myself um and I was like oh this is something that will make people love me and just this realization of like I cannot 
I cannot rely on the love of other people in order to love myself. I can't. And it sounds so cliche. Like, I feel like every self-help guru talks about that nowadays. And my therapist at the time was like, yeah, you just got to love yourself. And it was just this realization because another big thing that you say, Shira, is um, like, we are not responsible for other people's emotions. We are only responsible for ours. And we're also we are responsible for the way we react to how other people um, treat us. And so sort of understanding this philosophy and just understanding, like, I have to love, I really have to love myself and I have to work on that. And so that's what my journey turned into of learning to love myself no matter what and not relying on the love for my husband, for my parents, from the audience that was non-existent during Corona time and like, that was very, very powerful. And in this time that I was alone in this apartment, um, and there were really difficult moments of loneliness, of like hopelessness, but like, I was like, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. And I loved the weekly meetings and the journey and seeing the other participants and hearing their stories. It was, it, it just, it, it gave a safe space to be vulnerable, to be honest, to sort of sh- see are we evolving um I also thank god found like a a new medication that helped me very much um it's still helping me it's helping me stay stable but I can imagine a scenario where I had found this medicine and had not done the journey and like I wouldn't be where I am now because like I'm I'm so, so much better in like so many ways. And, um, and it's up and down all the time. And I'm like learning to love the downs to like appreciate the downs. And my biggest challenge right now is like, okay, I love the down. I appreciate the down. How do I get out of it smoothly? Because right now, (laughs) like right now I'm focusing on, like I finished the journey and now I'm focusing on my, my, um, physical health which is sadly also not amazing. And like, I started doing this online course and I'm like, I'm going to do it. And for the first two weeks, like I got, I got clear, I got unstuck. I got, I was living deliberately and I like really felt my body getting stronger. And I'm like, wow. And then came the weekend where I got my period and I wasn't feeling well. And so I didn't do the workout and now it's the end of like what was supposed to be the third week. And like, I only did two days out of it. So I'm, I'm being kind to myself. I'm, which is also like the, a big part of, of your tools is like kindness, kindness, kindness. We are human. We are not robots. We have these tools, but you know, it's, we're not a robot. Like it's not going to fix us. And we're not broken either. Like, that's also really important to know. Like, we're all dealing with our, our problems. And and the point is just to, to help us live the life that we want to live. Like, and we deserve that. We deserve to live the life that we want to live. And and lately I've been, um, I mean, always, like, I'm trying to see, like, the bigger picture, like, my life and what I really want to do. And so much has been changing, like, I thought that I just want to do opera and I just want to do music and that's it. And like, it's obvious to me now that there's like so much more that I want to do. Um, and so much more that I would love to be. And right now, like, I feel like my bigger picture is like, I really want to be a mom. And I feel like everything that I'm doing right now is building up towards that in the, in the future. Like it's not going to happen anytime now, 
for many reasons, um, but I do want it to happen soon. And um, it's just interesting to see like, what, what are my focuses and, and that's also an act of self-love, I think, like to bring another human into this world and, and to want that I want to be better for this person and hopefully for many other people. Like I do want, I do want to focus my life eventually, not just, you know, singing and being on stage and being praised for that, but like to put that into like an action that will actually help people who are in a worse state than I am, um, help change this society, this reality, um, hopefully go back to Israel and, and make a difference there. But I'm like, I'm loving and respecting this part of my journey. And, um, and I'm so, so grateful to have this job in like a time that so many singers are jobless. Amazing. It's been it's such a privilege. It's, it's, it's been an honor to not only have you on the journey, but to really witness you on your journey. Like you said, there's definitely the possibility of joining this kind of course, being excited about it, being excited about the potential and the possibilities and all of that. And then after like a week or two, be like, I'm not going to do the work. It's just, you know, whatever. You know, it's, it's very easy to do that with anything in our life. And it was really joyful for me to see your consistent showing up and your consistent commitment, you know, to yourself. And I think that's why you were seeing the results that you were seeing is because you kept showing up. And even when it was difficult and even when it was cold and even when, you know, your husband wasn't there and even though you got sick and you were, maybe you got COVID, you weren't sure, like all of these things were happening. You kept showing up and that's the name of the game is to keep showing up no matter what. So the other thing I wanted to comment on is that the way we start this journey is each of us looks at this, our wheel of life, right? And the wheel of life has different areas, whether it's our physical health and well-being, our emotional health and well-being, our relationships, our house, our work, money, finances, kids, whatever. And we each take a moment and honestly rate ourselves. Like, where are we on this wheel? You know, where are we so that we have an idea of where we want to go? So I wanted to comment on that because everybody who's coming into the journey is coming in from and pretty much working on something else, which is nice. You know, it's nice to see kind of this plethora of like, you know, growth and development that people are working on. But not only that, like you said, once you finish the journey, it's not that the work is done. Right. This is like the work is just beginning. Right. The, the journey is about getting equipped. It's about getting the tools. And then after the journey, it's about, OK, now I'm going to live this like, you know, on a daily basis, if I can and use the tools of getting unstuck and use the tools of getting clear and living deliberately so that I'm staying focused and I'm moving in and on the path that I want to be on. And so. Um, you were kind of hinting at, and I'm just going to, I'm just sharing with the people that are listening to this is so that after those six weeks, I offer this other program called the circle where we meet weekly. So anybody who's gone through those six weeks and feels like, okay, I got the knowledge. Now I want to stay in part, you know, in part of a community with other like-minded folk who are doing the same work. And it doesn't matter if this person's working to lose weight and this person's looking to improve their relationship with their husband, it's the same tools. It's the same work. We're doing the same thing. We're getting unstuck because we get stuck and we're getting clear because we want to be mentally prepared as we go into a future moment. 
And it's kind of fun that like every month, you know, the beginning of a new month, you can say, okay, so where am I now on the wheel? What do I want to work on next? From a place of joy and curiosity and excitement and not from a place of like a burden, like, ugh, like now what I need to work on, but actually like I have the tools. So, you know, I'm going to fly no matter where I go. So it's just a matter of where do I want to go this month? So I was, I was glad to hear about that too. So you finished the journey. Maybe, I don't know if you want to, if you have a situation where you, you got unstuck that you can share with the listeners or you had a situation that you were going into that you were anxious about or fearful about and you got clear and you can share that. Like if you have something that you can share with the listeners about how you use the tools in one specific situation that you wouldn't have maybe in the past. I think I've been using it the clear, the clear way a lot. Um, this past week, oh my God, it's only been a week. <laughs> we started this week uh, rehearsing for a new uh, opera and I I like get clear before the rehearsals. So I've, so I'm in this new job and I have a new boss and I haven't been in like a boss employee relationship in a while. Um, and she, she's, she's like our director. So she directs the operas. And she's her own person. Um, like in the previous operas that we were working on, she kept get, giving me the same critique, which at some point started offending me. Like in the beginning, because she's the person who gave me the job. So I was like, I'm going to do everything she says and I'm going to be totally like perfect. And then like she kept sort of giving me the same critique in like the same way, sort of like, you're still doing this wrong. And it was sort of a... She was basically telling me that I, I'm acting and I look like a little girl on stage. And when someone sort of talks about the way I look as, as, as a girl or a woman, that, that offends me um, quite quickly. And at the beginning, she said it. I was like, oh, right. Yeah, you know, she's right. And, and then after 10 times, I was like, uh, this is this is offending me. So I definitely felt stuck on that. Wow. It, it made me there was like a whole day where I was depressed because of that which is okay. It's okay to be sad because of something or depressed or hurt. But I did not get unstuck from this feeling until like two days later. So there were two days where I was like, so upset. And then eventually I sat down and I was like, okay, I feel stuck on hurt by what my boss keeps giving to me as a critique. I believe I'm not womanly or mature enough. Uh, Like I wrote down my beliefs. I believe I have to please her or else she'll make me miserable. I believe I'm a bad actress. Like all these emotions just like came out, all these beliefs. And and then I wrote considerations that um, I'll consider doing my best, which is always a nice one. It's like, okay, it doesn't matter what, just consider doing your best. And this is like the important one that like, it's so difficult to do. Like consider that she has no control over my emotions. I have the power over that, which is terribly difficult to do because human and I'm and it's I consider she doesn't mean in any way to offend me she's just doing her job um I considered it might get better in time and I'm I consider that I'm actually doing a really good job already and that helped and another thing that helped was eventually to talk to my colleagues in the theater and they were like don't listen to her you're doing great and I think like, that's something that I learned. Like, it's it's so important to do this work, like, with me, with myself. But I think it's also so important to hear other people's opinions and to get, like, 
perspective from other people because what you might see like in your tunnel vision of being stuck might be like totally wrong like when someone else is saying it from the side so um so that helped and now i'm i'm now we're doing this new opera and i'm actually getting clear before that and being like i may not get my lines right i may not be able to do what she wants for me i may i may or may not and then i'm just like Okay, I accept that these things may happen. I'm committed to being professional and lighthearted. And I'm really enjoying these rehearsals because I'm just, I'm coming in and I'm sort of like, oh yeah, you want me to do this? Fine, I'll do it. And I'm like so lighthearted and she, I feel like she's really happy with me. And if she gives me the critique, I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I just do it. The problem is I see other colleagues getting like destroyed by her because she comes up to them and she's like, you look like a little girl. And she's saying that to a grown woman. And the grown woman comes to me later and we talk for hours and she's like, I, 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 I'm suffering in my workplace. Like, why do I need to suffer? Yeah. So I, I, I try, I told her like, she has no control over your emotions. Like we got to really like be strong about that. I'm also, I'm being a little revolutionary and like, I am like, let's, let's get together as an ensemble and like tell her that we're not happy with the way she's treating us. And maybe something will change. Maybe that's something that she needs to hear, which is like what I said before about like changing ourselves, but also maybe changing the situation um, to just create a better work environment for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. But it really helps me to like come prepared to these rehearsals. I also have the end of my end of uh, master's degree concert in like a few weeks, which is a huge thing. And I'm like, I'm getting clear on it every day of like, I might forget a line. I might, you know, be really thirsty. No one may show up. And I'm, I'm going to. just commit to doing my best and and being better and and being kind being kind because I'm such a I'm my biggest critic like really I'm so mean to myself and um yeah and I'm 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 actually feeling really good about the future which is nice That was, I, I mean, I, you know, I get the chills when I, whenever I hear people using the tools and mm-hmm. it gets them to another place where they want to be, I just, I get the chills. You know, it doesn't cease to amaze me. And so kudos to you for knowing the tools, for using the tools. And that's the hard part. It's not the knowledge. It's about actually using them. Um, but I wonder if briefly, maybe just like in a sentence or two, if you can tell me what you would have done in the past had you not used the tools? Like, what would you have done in the past? Like, now you are equipped, right? Now it's like, I'm armed. I know what I need to do. I need to get unstuck. I'm going to get myself unstuck. And you did. But if you didn't have that armory, that, you know, what would you have done? What would have been the result? Yeah, well, what what happened because I didn't, I mean, what you're saying, like, sort of happened because, she said the stuff, I got triggered, and then for two days I was I was in this triggered state because I wasn't using the tools. Mm-hmm. Which is which is which just shows me how much they work because like when I don't use them, I don't feel good. Like like this week where I didn't use the tools enough because I was so 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 busy, so I wasn't working out and I wasn't feeling good in my body. 
And once I do use them, sometimes you got to do it twice or a couple of times. I just get like, I just get clear, like really, like my head gets clear. Also like the, the, the stop, the stop is so important. It's so important. And I forget to do that sometimes. And I think like it won't, I mean, I, I've started meditating every single morning, which is really nice. Like I've been trying to do that for a while now. And then sometimes I do. And just this past week, I did it every single day. And I'm really proud of myself for that. But like the moment where I feel stuck or triggered or like, okay, I need to get clear for the future. Like not to immediately start journaling, like to, to take the stop, to meditate again, or to open the window or to take a shower or like take myself out of a situation. And I do do that sometimes. Like, um, like in a conversation with my husband where I like, I, I feel the triggering and the tension rising up. And I just like, I move to a different room. I just moved to a different room and he came in and he was like, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I actually had a dream last night that I was teaching my sister, the unstuck method, which is so funny. <laughs> it's like so deep inside my psyche now. And like, I, my husband comes to me, he's like, I'm stuck. And I'm not like, okay, let me teach you the unstuck method. I'm like, oh, really? What do you feel? Like, what is the emotion? Because like when we're like, I'm stuck and he's trying to like intellectually figure it out. I'm like, no, no, no. What, what are you feeling? Like what's in your body and, and what are, what are you believing? Like, why are you feeling this way? And he's still new to it. And I'm not trying to indoctrinate him or something because he's doing his thing. But um, it was nice to see that I was like, oh, like, look, you can see it a different way. Um, and I, I hope to sort of like keep sort of being able to talk about these things with him. I think it'll help him. I think it'll help us. Um, I feel more independent, to be honest. Like, I feel like my whole life I've been very dependent on other people's love, on other people's care, um, encouragement. And I think this is a great tool for, for people growing up also. Like, I know I, I was the youngest person on the journey. I think I'm the youngest person in the circle, um, which I think sort of inspires the older people. Like, they're like, wow, look what she's doing. And I really hope that younger people can, can, you know, see this as well, because there's so much going on everywhere, all over the world of like, self-help and all these youtubers and and influencers and everything and what i don't like about it is there's so much like comparing like oh look how this person is living their life oh i should do what he says because that, then my life will be like him his and i'll be successful like i like that these tools they're like a format and and it's up to you to to use them in the way that is right for you and i think it's it's very helpful for people you know moving out of their parents house for the first time living independently um starting a new job like like this transition from young adult to adult which is still difficult for me like i don't feel like an adult person like i feel like a child still um and i'm trying to like and i think part of like my living deliberately like who do i want to be i want to be a woman i want to be an adult like i want to i want to feel like i'm a grown person who's like who doesn't need to like run to her mommy every time something goes wrong. And I really hope this, these things will help me with that. And I hope like other people who, who might really need this because it's such a difficult, it's a difficult time and it's okay to admit that. Like, I don't think everyone, 
has it has it easy, you know, to move from like being someone in in school or in university or living with their parents, and then suddenly you have to figure out life all on your own. And we we're not taught the right things in school. We're not taught how to do our taxes, and we're not taught how to cook our own meals and and make sure the house stays clean. Like we you sort of have to figure it out on our own. And and lately, like I was like, God, I wish my husband would finally like clear the cables of the internet that are everywhere. And then I'm like, I can do that. And I went and I got the stuff and I did that. And I was like, good for you. Like, <laughs> he doesn't need to do that. I need to do that. And I can do that. And also living alone for a while gave me that like confidence, like I can do that. And I don't need someone else's permission. I don't need someone else's thumbs up. And I'm a little stuck on that still because like, I keep waiting for my husband to be like, oh, so right, our desk is such a mess. Let's do something about it. And it's like, he he doesn't because he doesn't really care. If I care about it, I should do it. And I can do it. And I can do it on my own. And I can make my own decisions. And the most important thing, I can love myself. And I don't need anyone else to do that for me. And hopefully me loving myself will make other people love me just naturally. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, so I, you spoke about a lot of things, but the one thing I just wanted to kind of pin in on is that um, it's like it's like learning a new language. I mean, you speak already, I don't know, three languages at least, but this is, it's like learning a new language. And when you are in a relationship with someone else and they're speaking that same language, mm-hmm. it does wonders for, or at least it has the potential, you know, to do wonders for the relationship because then you're understanding each other on a level that, is not on the level that you're living, you know? So when I say to my husband, like, I'm stuck or I need help, like I'm, I'm stuck and you help, you know, or he says it or vice versa or with my kids, it gives us this, there's, there's a possibility there. It's like, we all understand this is what it is. We can get through this together. And when it's, you know, one person that's in the, in the family or in the relationship, they can do that themselves, but there is so much more, I don't know, camaraderie around it when uh, you feel like you're not the only one who's speaking this language, which is one of the reasons, you know, that I created that, uh, the circle. So we're going to, we're going to close. First of all, I just want to say thank you again for, for agreeing to be interviewed. It was really great to hear your story. And I'm sure the listeners that, that are going to listen to this episode are going to be inspired by your personal journey. And the last thing I just want to say is, would you recommend to the listeners who are listening to this uh, this episode, would you recommend that they do this journey? And if yes, why? Like, what would be like the one thing that that would like you know do it? You should do it. Yeah. Um, well, thank thank you for asking that because there was one point that like was really important for me to say. Um, it took me. It's still taking me time to admit that I have mental problems. Like I have problems with my mental health, and not to feel embarrassed by that. Um, sorry, I'm getting a little emotional now. Sure, we have psychiatrists, we have medication, and I'm, I'm still conflicted about this whole world. It's, it's really helping me. But my goal is to live without the medication, without the things from the, the, the quasi pleasures, as Shira calls them, which I don't think the medication is that, but it's a, it's something else that is helping me deal with reality which I think is another huge part of the way I've lived my life. 
of watching movies, um, listening to music, of like, not, not things that I'm doing because they're, they're good for me. It's like things that I, I do to sort of re- escape reality, to not deal with the hardships of reality. Um, I had a, I mean, during all of the lockdown last year, um, I was taking a lot of drugs because I couldn't handle the reality. It was an interesting experience. I don't regret doing it, but, um, it backlashed very much later because I fell into this very deep depression. And I recommend the journey, especially, I think, to people struggling with mental health because we can rely on the pills, we can rely on the drugs to get us out of, you know, the imbalance of chemicals in our brain. But I think humans are more than that. And we're, we have a soul, we have something complicated that nobody really understands. And if we are able in this place of of a weakened mental health because of society, because of reality, because of our brains, if we can have these tools to to feel like we have control over ourselves and not to feel like not to feel like, oh, we're unbalanced and that's who we are and there's absolutely nothing we can do about that. Like, no, this is what you can do. And you know, all my therapists were like, oh, you're unbalanced. You have to find the middle ground. And they just didn't know how to tell me how to do that. And I'm saying that this, this, to me, this works. This helps me find balance. And this helps me be kind to myself and at the same time make progress because just being kind to myself is wonderful, but it's, it's not enough because then I don't move from there. So yeah, I really recommend this, especially to, to people, as I said, advancing from young adulthood to adulthood, of course, to people in all ages struggling because life doesn't end. <laughs> the struggles of life don't end once you become an adult, which it's difficult for me to think that there's people in the world that aren't struggling with mental health, but like, especially people on medication, on, you know, in therapy, like we deserve to have to feel like our emotions are ours and they're not something from the outside and that we need to numb ourselves in order to survive. Like, no, we, we should be able to be strong and healthy on our own. Um, And my, my hope is to eventually not need the medication and be able to, you know, deal with my difficult emotions, my uncomfortable emotions on my own and hopefully surrounded by loving family and friends, because that's also important, but Yeah, and um, and Shira's support and the support of the group and the circle, it's it's lovely just to have space to share and just to feel totally accepted and totally understood that we're, you know, it's sort of like Alcoholics Anonymous, just that we're in life, you know, we're just struggling with life and that's okay and we're all accepting that that's okay and that's special and um, I'm very thankful to be part of this. Thank you. Beautiful words. So thank you again for choosing to be, for participating in the journey, for making that courageous choice, because it's not a simple choice for most people. Uh, I'm grateful that you made that choice and that you stuck with it and that you showed up so courageously and consistently and determined and that you're continuing with it because your life is an inspiration to you have no idea, right? We never know, but you are inspiring people around you. And so I'm grateful for that. So thank you again for being in this interview and I will see you in the circle. Thank you, Shira. Okay, my dear listeners, I hope you enjoyed this episode 
and I hope you enjoyed listening about Ayelet's journey. I'm truly grateful to Ayelet that she was the first person to be interviewed for this podcast regarding the journey, and I'm truly grateful for her vulnerability and with all of the sharing that she shared with you. As you may already know, I offer two different options in terms of participating in the journey. I offer it as a one-on-one where you can go through the journey with just you and me, and I also offer the journey in a group format. After Ayelet and I finished the interview, we stayed on Zoom for a little bit more time and we kept talking, and it was then that she offered her thoughts on the fact that it would be such a great idea to be able to offer this course specifically to 20 and 30-somethings, as they are just starting life on their own, and they're most likely not emotionally equipped. And so I'm definitely going to consider offering that in the future. If you have a child who is in their 20s or 30s and you think they may be interested in this course, please reach out to me via my website. Okay, my dear friends, thank you so much for choosing to be with me today. Wishing you a wonderful rest of your week. And as always, I look forward to getting emotionally equipped with you. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Emotionally Equipped for Life podcast. It is my honor and privilege to be able to show up here each week for you. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to start applying this work to your own life, you have to check out the Emotionally Equipped Journey. This is my six-week course where you study my tools in depth with me, either in a group format or one-on-one, so you can learn how to be in control of your emotions, how to get clarity on who it is you want to be moving forward, and how to feel confident that you can create whatever it is you want to create in your life. Head over to my website, shiragora.com, to get yourself started. I look forward to starting this journey with you.